Welcome everybody to another episode of the Modern Life Podcast. This is Sam. I'm joined by Tabby. How are you? Hey. And Stacy. How are you? Hello. Um, we're gonna talk about online shopping subscription stuff. This is gonna be our main topic, but we got some other stuff to talk about before we dive into that. Um, so let's go. Alright, as always, we're going to start with our modern thoughts. Who wants to go first? You go first. No, I don't want to go first. Okay. Stacy, go first. Okay. So, yesterday I'm sitting in the restaurant, and we're watching one of these, one of our bus, one of the busters that work there, and I'm sitting with one of my other employees, and he's talking about how he's, like, grouping millennials. Like, is it is it because he's millennial that he acts the way he is? And I, like, you know, have had this conversation Wait, with on. Sam. Your, your busser is grouping millennials? No. Very Sorry. Confused. Sorry. Another server, and Got you're it. standing there. Okay. And we're talking about the busser who's a millennial. Got but it. he's like a very young millennial, and he's his own special qualities. But it was interesting to me that still we are still grouping and classifying everybody that has like certain qualities as millennials. And it really bothers me because I pointed out to him, I said, well, you can look at it from a different standpoint. Sam's a millennial. And he's like the exact opposite. I said, we have a tendency. And then I looked today in the news and there's another article about how millennials are killing the economy and the economy killed. But it, it says, OK, hold on. So it's millennials didn't kill the economy. The economy killed millennials, basically. So it's like this whole article based on the same thing, like this idea that the news loves to group millennials as like the fail of, of like society these days. But then you look at like things like the murder rate and the murder rate is declining. You look at things like what, and it's kind of interesting to me how it's all set up. Do you know, does that make any sense? But I just don't. Okay. So like the murder rate, but what the murder rate for millennials? You're talking about murder rate overall. No, just right? overall in the United States is like declining. I'm I'm just talking about I don't think in you general. You can blame millennials or give them. That's that's my point. Right. Yeah. My point is that I don't understand this grouping where they immediately is, it's this it's this whole stereotype of millennials that it's not really very accurate because it's such a huge gap that they call millennials. No, but like every generation gets stereotyped. That's Can I just kind of read the way it is. Socrates? Please, please. The children now love luxury. They have bad manners, contempt for authority. They show disrespect for elders and love chatter in place of exercise. They contradict their parents, chatter before company, gobble up dainties at the table, tyrannize their teachers. Um, What year was this? This is (laughs) Socrates lived from... For um, 69 to 399 BC. Um, so people who... So we're stuck in this cycle. <laughs> yeah. It's just a very, like Stacey said, a very poor, um, I think, historical knowledge of yeah. how people have always thought about generations. Hmm. So it's just every... Every year we just continue to group them and then blame them for everything rather than just right. learning from our history. Well, it's just this thing of like... This is my generation. This is how I grew up. And like everyone else should grow up just like that. Right? Yeah, yeah, it's like yeah. You're just yeah. projecting all your own stuff. So yeah. So that's been happening since uh, 300 BC. <laughs> and, probably, and probably before that. So. Yeah. And what it's just. Doing? Also, I'm just realizing more and more. It's just 
I can't take half these articles seriously because it's just we're in this twenty four seven news cycle, and it's just everything you know. It's like clickbait, but like you need to, they need to keep churning out the articles, so it's always like these dramatic headlines. When at the end of the day, it's like, it's not. That doesn't yeah. really matter, right? Yeah. Like, I don't know. We were just talking about. I I forget. You mentioned something the other day, and I was telling you about that PETA thing. What were you talking about? Do you remember? Oh, some movie. Wait, wait, what were you talking about? PETA, though? You you were talking about some political correctness thing. And on my Instagram feed, the ABC News here in California, oh, yeah, they the posted PETA. this thing oh. about how PETA wanted, like, stop using these anti-animal phrases, like, killing two birds with one stone. I was like, really? Like, is this where we're at? <laughs> you like, have to be so politically like, correct. everything's <laughs> offensive. And, like, I mean... Tabby, you're pretty high up on the politically correctness scale, and and even you brought something up the other day where you're like, really, like, like even you've had enough at a certain point. I don't know. Well, I think we get so. I think like what Tabby's point was that we get so caught up on not saying it that we actually oh, was the aren't Morton talking. Sort of thing. Yeah, it's it's that we we stop talking about it, which is yeah. How are you supposed to? I don't know if we need to go through it all, like on the podcast and no, just three white people discussing. Um, That's that okay. Whole. <laughs> we can discuss it. Um, no, I just think um, the way we use language. When there's a lot of people who are like, "Why can't I use this phrase anymore? Why is it suddenly incorrect to say?" And I'm like, "It's always been incorrect to like, you know, be offensive to trans people or so and so." And now that somebody's finally pointing it out to you um you're throwing like a fit about it and just PETA trying to get in on that is just a uh, PETA's just such a joke. <laughs> like, they're, they're just extreme and all the things they do I, I just vegans and vegetarians don't like PETA so I don't know who they're catering to yeah I don't know but it's just ha half the news articles I just you know this stuff these news things <clears throat> pop up on my iPhone and it's like sometimes like like these stupid Kardashian articles, I'll, I'll click on it, and two seconds later, I'm like, why did I click on that? Now I'm gonna get, <laughs> now I'm gonna just get even more stuff. Like I just don't care. This, this doesn't matter. I, I was, I heard someone talking about, I forget who was talking about this. It was like Neil deGrasse Tyson or some crap. I was watching some video with him, and he was like, if if it doesn't, if the if the news doesn't affect me two months from now, it's not newsworthy, right? Mm. It's just we're just constantly bombarded with not newsworthy news well they're even talking about it these millennial articles <laughs> <laughs> well they're even talking about it in like my poli sci class and that's that's even like affecting how politician like how politics is going because mm. we're not getting our news sources from the same sources that were that used to be where people got them from so it's like everybody's just like a five minute click and so everybody's getting like these new these like five minute spurts of right. what's going on but there's no detail in it anymore right. so it's like really easy to manipulate or if there's something false about that has this happens yeah. all the time there's false news put out but then by the time it gets corrected nobody cares anymore so mm -hmm. then you're stuck with these false this false information mm -hmm. in your head right yeah either you don't care or it just once the information gets corrected it gets lost in the news cycle and you never see that the corrected information can you just expand on the clickbait thing and yeah. share with our listeners 
how much my brother hates the royal family. <laughs> and, um, all Meghan Markle stuff pops up in my Apple iPhone news keeps, constantly. He clicked on it once and now he's constantly <laughs> getting it and he keeps saying, I don't care, I don't care. And then I'll be like, you know, the queen has two birthdays and he goes, what? No, no, I don't care. I don't care. And then he's looking it up and he goes, oh, I'm five minutes deep in this article. And why does the queen have two birthdays? And he's like, God damn it. <laughs> Uh, literally every day I get like Meghan Markle, you know, revolutionizing the royal dress code. Oh, like, she got a haircut oh today, baby. Oh, <laughs> uh, it's just insanity. So what's on your? What's your modern thought? Did you already do yours? You want to go last? I'll go. You go last. Okay. I got a couple things on my mind. I've been reading a lot of important articles. Um. <laughs> <laughs> um First was I found this great article yesterday. God, I should have the article name in front of me. I'm a ding dong. Um, it was basically I think it was called Why Tipping One, and because there's been all these articles over the years about how tipping is going away and restaurants are. Oh, we actually had a podcast about this. Right, we yeah. talked about this in our restaurant podcast. Um, and this article was the complete other viewpoint, which was really refreshing to hear and it was just mapping out how all these rest all these big time restaurants that you heard about especially in new york which started this wave of tippings included in the price and you don't get the tip you know once you pay at the end of the meal because everything's included all these restaurants started doing that but within six months to a year they all stopped doing it and i never i didn't know that i just thought oh these restaurants on the east coast they have this whole other tipping system turns out a lot of these you know and like david chang who we know, um, the Ugly Delicious show, he he did it in some of his restaurants too, and he stopped doing it six months later because it was just so... First of all, the restaurant industry has already super high turnover. Then once these restaurants started adjusting the whole tipping thing, they couldn't keep, hang on to their servers because the servers would just leave to a restaurant that has a normal tipping structure, and the article said on average they would make 10% more, Right. All of these restaurants... Under which system? Sorry, they would make... Sorry, uh, on the old school tipping system. So all these restaurants where the tip is included, so in which case they would tip the cooks, you know, uh, they would pay the cooks more and all this stuff. The tip kind of gets spread around more. The servers made Mm. like 10% less on average. Mm. So these restaurants couldn't hang on to their servers on top of it hurt their business because there's this... Even though people knew the tip was included, it obviously raises the the menu prices. And pe- it's you know people it's psychological head. yeah it's this whole psychological thing of people see the higher menu prices and they're turned off and they would go to different restaurants and they were spending they, less too even though they know that the check is going to be about the same because the tipping is included hmm. in the menu prices it's this whole psychological thing of oh these prices are way higher I'm going to go somewhere else and then it was also a whole psychological thing of the article saying just shy like if you have a problem with service or how the food came out i mean just shy of like storming into the kitchen and yelling at the chef which you wouldn't be able to do i mean tipping empowers the customer in a way that's how they get to kind of you know have their say or oh, did i have a good experience or not there's this whole empowerment thing that tipping gives to people they figure it out plus it's just so ingrained in our society that it's it's been a real struggle to have these restaurants that have tried to restructure how we tip it just has failed miserably uh, it was just saying that tipping isn't going anywhere anytime hmm, soon. Interesting. it was just nice to hear that perspective because i've just been reading the opposite 
you know, for years and years and years now. But you know. well, that's I mean, it's it's just it's how us is in the United States have always done it. So you right, go to like really Europe, like that. where the where that idea came from is it's right. a it's a very European thing to be paid for hour, and right. there it's like the opposite. Like if you try and tip a server over there because they get paid an hourly rate. They they're almost offended. Like you don't think that I yeah, make enough money in Japan. It's it, really offensive. Yeah. So it's 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 some a different mentality here. It's right. like the opposite, you right. know. And, and the whole purpose of it was to go. Also, was supposed to like protect servers from having to like be degraded as a server or right. um things. So there's like it's it's brilliant, but it's never going to work here right. because it's just not how our society. I mean, we right. we love Yelp here. Why do we love Yelp? Because it Again, gives us an empowerment thing. They yeah. don't have Yelp in Germany. It's really yeah. frustrating. <laughs> I'm like, I <laughs> can't really look not? up any. Yeah. Why? I think people use like travel. They use something else, oh, but there's okay. barely any that. restaurants on it. And it's, huh. I had a tough time looking wow. up like restaurants. And yeah, it was just it was mapping out all these famous restaurants that have been written about in the past and just how they all went back to the old school tipping structure because it was just. It was just way too hard to run the restaurant otherwise. Mm. So it was interesting. And what was your other thing? My other thing, I don't know if I want to save this for later. I was I read this article yesterday that I got in just absolutely engulfed into. It was this giant article. And this was in the news cycle like <laughs> two years ago. I completely missed it. It was about this guy in this little New Jersey town called The Watcher that was terrorizing this family that had moved into this house and this guy would start writing letters to this family like i'm watching you he would know the kids names blah blah blah. And like they, everybody who had lived in that house or just no it was just directed at the family apparently just okay. this new family he goes i'm the watcher of this house and my family has watched this house for generations and now it's my turn and like but that was a lie like his family hadn't watched well, like, we don't the, we don't really thing, know no one's ever figured out who this guy is but they're oh. turning it netflix bought the rights of course they did for uh -huh. seven figures and they're gonna make a movie out of it <laughs> But then that led me into this, there was just this amazing, incredibly detailed article. Like, I, for, I don't know who wrote this article, but there was so much research done. And they talked to so many people in this New Jersey town. And it was just this fascinating story about this family getting terrorized. And then the community eventually turning on the family because they couldn't figure out who this watcher guy is. So Did they move out? They never moved in. They never moved. They never really moved in, but they they couldn't sell the house. Oh my god! It was just this complete mess. Um, well, but then the twist at the end was, is the, this whole town turned on this family because they're like, you're bringing down our property value and this and that, and they thought the family was behind the letters because they couldn't find out who this watcher character was, and. At, at the end of the story, it goes into how the husband of the family getting terrorized. These people who attack the family, they start getting anonymous letters as well. And it turns out that the husband started then writing these anonymous letters to all these people that had terrorized his family. So that it's like you can't make this stuff up. So this guy gets terrorized by the mm -hmm. watcher, and then he it's almost like he turns into the watcher himself because he gets so psychologically messed up from this experience, yeah, right? That's um... I was like, Holy crap. And the wife went to a therapist who was like, You like you have post-traumatic stress disorder which is not going to go away until you guys sell this house like and they can't sell the house because they're afraid that anybody you, you have i mean you got to look up this article because it shows you what the letters were and they're i mean they're frightening yeah i mean it was obviously someone in the neighborhood someone close enough to watch this family and they couldn't figure out who and it 
because they they knew the family's name, the kid's name, and they would write things like "I'm gonna, I'm gonna call your kids and like steal them," basically, like just threatening the whole um, family. There was something in the walls. Like, oh, he's like, yeah, soon you'll find out what's hiding in the walls, and like, yeah, it was really creepy, oh, it was really, really uncomfortable. Yeah. Oh no, I would. I got goosebumps every time they would show the next letter in the article. Like, I'm good. It was literally so <laughs> creepy. <laughs> All right, what you got, Tommy? Okay, uh, you guys kind of already got this rant in the car, but it just has been cemented. Um, It's about how, I think for this Christmas, around 80 new movies came out for Christmas, (laughs) and they're all like, they're all rom-coms. And I'm a huge, like I said before, I'm a huge fan of the romance genre, but I can't seem to find any media that I actually like within that genre. And every time I start one of these movies... I'm like, maybe this will be a fun time. Right. And just the cinematography and the movie making itself is so... It's like they're trying to make it the worst it could possibly be. Um, and I can't help but think, like, is this is this a gender thing? Because I feel like if I watch a terrible action movie... They know they know they're trying to be ridiculous. They know they're trying to get like the zombie alien robots right. to Well it like, depends on the action movie, but yeah. It's just and I'm in this like, um, you don't know if the people making these movies are in on the joke or Right, but the action movies are almost always kind of funny or you can laugh at them. Okay. I'm not laughing at these there's nothing funny, there's no comedy written in these romance movies or they really people being fail. stupid. Yeah. I, I don't know. I feel like... I went, Rom-coms have struggled for a while, though. No, there no. was like, okay, so I actually went back and listened to one of our earlier oh, podcasts oh. when um we were talking, when we first started doing this, and we were talking about my hatred of action movies at the time, oh, because yeah. when we first met, like, I wouldn't watch an action movie yeah. because oh, they were going through... You over the no, it has nothing to do with that. I saved <laughs> When we first started dating, like, three years ago, I feel like we were in, there was like a height of, like, rom-coms like rom-coms were coming out with like action rom-coms like it, it was like oh yeah it was like such a great yeah it was like such great that. year like great rom-coms were coming out i was like addicted to them and then we went right after that into this like kind of new era of action movies and right now action movies Same are kind of a thing movies, bad rom-coms we did a i feel like we're like flipped like yeah. i feel like we go through cycles like people go through cycles that's a really good observation i agree with you on that Mm -hmm. um but i think looking at these romance movies the way they're just so absolutely terrible and netflix is still putting money into this people are obviously watching it right but that's what i'm saying they're not really watching it so i'm in this um so shout out to i just have to explain this really quick the heaving bosoms podcast which is i know i've talked to you guys about it Mm -hmm. but it's two friends who talk about a new romance book each week even if you're not into romance you should listen to this podcast because it's just hilarious and they have like a facebook group that i'm in and every time somebody will watch one of these new movies and this is like a romance community there's like Mm -hmm. so many members in this group somebody will will write up a post in the group like this was bonkers it is so terrible like even the people who love romance like unapologetically that's their thing are watching these movies and are not satisfied and are like what on earth is this so I feel like the who is this who are these movies for? Because they're just so bad. Right. Um, so I need to talk specifically about The Princess Switch, which is one of the new movies the I Princess actually Switch? 
You I actually watched that? I all like, the way I through. just like, I like just I saw one all look all at it and I was like, I'm not watching this. That new, didn't they make a sequel to the Christmas Prince? Oh my too? God. I'm not even going there. I'm, I watched the first one all the way through too. Why am I doing this to myself? I just want to watch romance things. So the princess switch is that classic trope of like a poor, a common person mm-hmm. trades places with a noble person. Right. Uh, how Netflix can look at something Mark Twain has perfected and then be like unashamed, like we got this, like we can do this, we can do the Prince and the Pauper. It's just ah. Uh, so one of the <laughs> examples in the show, the ma- the poor girl, she's like a baker mm-hmm. and she has to be in this baking competition. And then there's like the evil rival who comes in in the night and cuts the cord. <gasps> to the mixer as if that isn't the first thing they would turn on and then go to like the showrunners and be like hey my mixer's broken i need a new one like no problem obviously it was sabotaged because it's cut right oh my god i know where you're going already so they're building this entire cake they're rolling out dough they're pulling a cake out of the cold oven like and the mixer has been untouched i don't know like this is a basic knowledge, how I feel like, that somebody, yeah, that you know how to make a cake. Like, this is not rocket and science. so it's at the very end, she notices She's it like, oh what? my god, I have to whip up the filling and look, it's broken, we have to whip it up by hand. And oh, at this god. point, the prop master has, like, completely given up, I think, because the workbenches are still completely clean. <laughs> they're pulling, there's not even, like, a dash of flour they throw somewhere to, like, make it seem like they're working on something. And then the final product is, I kid you not, a wooden plastic cake that's like a tear. It's not even, it doesn't even look like an actual cake in any way. And then the judges are eating like a slice, but it's like a different cake. You can tell it's actual cake. And there's not a single slice taken out of the like giant cake. And at that point I'm watching and I'm like, do you think I am that stupid? Is this like, are you trolling me? Is this a joke on me? (laughs) Like, I don't get it. And it's not funny. Like, I'm not laughing. I'm laughing. (laughs) (laughs) It's just, I don't understand. We need to do better. Um, somebody go out there and make a really great movie. Some of the comedy just like make fun of this on SNL. Like they had like a whole the Netflix thing. The Netflix where they just like show them like in the thing, and they're just like money. (laughs) Watch that sketch. I I just feel like that's what it is right now. We're just going through like this. At the end of the day, right? There's more TV and movies made than ever before, right? And at the end of the day, there's only so much. Okay, so if you have a whole pool of filmmakers and behind-the-scenes crew and stuff, I mean, only a certain percentage of that is actually the top tier has yeah. talent, right? Yeah. Like, not not the best people are making every movie, right? Mm-hmm. Does that make sense? Yeah, but it's always certain genres that get that top tier. Well, I feel like it's Netflix like has cut. also brought on, like, a lot of talent. So if you're looking at the... Okay, so, like, this, yes, let me finish but, my point really okay, fast. Okay, So if they're bringing on, you know, Julia Roberts and, like, all these big names, right? So that's where a huge budget is going, and that's right. where their top makers are going to be doing. Before, they weren't spending the money on those top ones. They were just doing the smaller movies. So they were putting right. a lot more value into those smaller movies. And I feel like now, because they're spending the money up here, they're, like, diminishing the budget for the little movies, but they're still putting them out yeah and so there's like not the production isn't even you know what i mean so like you get these really great netflix movies that are like have like the bigger cast and are like better movies and then you have these that are just kind of like slowly falling they want their fake cake and eat it too yeah just 
like look at all the top direct there's no like top besides maybe like apatow there's no like top comedy directors right now right there you all you have these christopher nolan like everyone's making action movies you know well, that's was my movies. point all the top talent is in like certain genres well i mean that's what I, that was my point yeah. with the stage that we're going into too like yeah. a lot of the a lot of the talent right now and the what's selling and what people are interested in what they're doing a phenomenal job with is these action movies right now so until they switch out of the action movie genre we're not going to get the same production value in the rest of the movies i also think once if you have like okay look at Look at like Christopher Nolan's The Dark Knight, right? That second Batman movie. Once you have someone who kind of puts, okay, here's the bar for action movies now, yeah. then even the lower talent, they have like something to strive for now. Yeah. We we don't have that in like right now the rom-com, I feel like. So there's nothing to, almost like nothing to aim at. I, I don't know what the problem is. Everyone but... should be like Casanova. That's my favorite rom-com. <laughs> I mean, my, rom -com. my last favorite rom-com was I Love You, Man. And that was, oh, that was a right. long time yeah. ago. I think mine and was... That's also a thing you never see, you know, the bro-on-bro rom-coms. It's just, like I said, it's just... It doesn't get made. And right now, it's just like... It, like I said, all the movies have just... There's no right, rom-coms out at, uh, right now. There just isn't. I mean, who, who's the guy uh, who plays Ant-Man? Who was in I Love You, Man? Uh, Paul some no Paul Rudd Paul yeah. Rudd, Paul Rudd. But look even a guy like that who did comedies for years and years he's he's Ant-Man now he's doing action movies right yeah. like he's not even really doing comedy yeah like Chris <laughs> Pratt mm -hmm. like the yeah. last comedy he did was the or, Anchorman sequel um, which was terrible both I mean okay so Chris Pratt and then you have the yeah, other guy exactly yeah uh, all this comedy talent is doing action the one that does Captain America what's his name Chris he Evans. used to be a he used he to be a, a oh my god he was a huge yeah. rom-com yeah. guy and like a comedy yeah, so they I, just, I just feel like the I just feel like the talent isn't there for that genre, right? Can I just share one more thing about yeah. this movie? Yeah. They sit down <laughs> and they turn on the TV to watch like a romantic or watch a Christmas movie together. It's like a scene to get the couple closer together, and then the, it cuts to the TV, and the dude is legit scrolling through a Netflix menu. <laughs> it's like it's like a Netflix advertising Netflix itself. In the Netflix movie. Yeah, but isn't that what... I mean, that's realistic, no? Wouldn't you... No, I'm not Netflix? done yet. Okay. He clicks on the Christmas Prince and he goes, Isn't this your favorite movie? Oh, God. Have you... Okay. Have you seen that Keen's Peel sketch where they test who's like an alien and they ask them all these questions? Mm -hmm. If somebody tells you the Christmas Prince is my favorite movie, you know they're like an evil alien. <laughs> Nobody's favorite movie is like the terrible Christmas Prince. I remember Prince. when the Christmas Prince, when Christmas just came out last Christmas, right? Uh, yeah. A year ago. And Netflix put out this tweet at the, the, like, you know, a few days after the movie dropped on Netflix. And they were like, for the, for the 10 people that have seen the Christmas Prince seven times in 48 hours, like, are you okay? Like making a joke because they have all these <laughs> analytics, but there's some weird people out. Like there was like this handful of people that watched the Christmas Prince a million times. Oh, I right? remember talking about that. Like I totally remember you being like, I just saw this and you, I'm like, I didn't even watch that so, movie. It's cause we have nothing else to hold on to. So I we guess. watch this crap all the way through. Yeah. Ugh, that's it. That's all I got.
And speaking of Netflix, I'm going to make a smooth transition into uh, our, uh, we're going to talk about online shopping, subscriptions, etc. Nobody just saw your kundalini arms. I know, I was your, just making like a wave dance, dance move, my smooth moves for a smooth transition. Yeah, that, that wasn't He's very still smooth. Because um, <laughs> we've had some, you know, less than favorable experiences lately with online shopping. And some good ones. And some good ones. Mm -hmm. So, um, I don't know, what, what do you want to start with? I thought you were going to start with Netflix. You just ruined your whole smooth transition no, there. No. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> well, I mean, this, okay, this whole thing, this whole thing started because Stacy and I ordered from Butcher Box, which is advertising, if you listen to podcasts at all, advertising on like, it's like the new Squarespace, I feel like. Yeah. <laughs> or Blue Apron. Um, Can I just share this really funny uh, Tumblr post? And I don't know who the user is, but it was like making fun of that. And it was like the um, real criminal podcast where they go over real crimes. And mm -hmm. it was like, the serial killer cut up his victims into several pieces and ate them. Obviously, he had never heard of Blue Apron. <laughs> there, was, there was like a Portlandia thing like that. Too, oh, yeah. <laughs> um, no, so we ordered from... From Butcher, Butcher Box. Um, from Sweden. From Sweden. <laughs> and it's, you know, slightly disappointed, I think, Stacy. I, I don't think okay. it was necessarily it's disappointing okay. because of the quality. I just think that they need to push that the, the quality that you're getting isn't something, it's not for everybody. Because you know what? Not everybody wants, you know, grass-fed from a small farm in Wisconsin or wherever it's from. And that's the thing I didn't completely get from the website. So we got like nine, ten pounds of meat. Can you uh -huh. choose the meats or do they just send you whatever? You, it's more expensive if you choose the meats. You can do a custom box, but then it's more expensive. But then they have, like, you want beef, beef chicken, seafood beef chicken. They have a few choices, mm -hmm. like curated boxes. But we got like nine to ten pounds of chicken, pork, and beef. For a hundred dollars, and that was after a discount. It would have been a one twenty usually. I just feel like yeah, so a that lot. that's ten bucks a pound for like beef, which I can get at Whole Foods for five bucks a pound, six bucks a pound for like the good stuff, right? Like chicken, good quality chicken doesn't cost ten bucks a pound. I just it just seemed kind of. And yes, it's all. I mean, it's grass fed, and the cows get their feet massaged and top quality right but well, I, that's what i think i think it's just it's just it's not like for if, if our that's what you're if you want like the highest quality stuff and make your life easy and have it show up at your front door i think okay it's perfect for you perfect, but it wasn't but what i was looking for it's like i don't you and know. it came um just in case you're wondering it came um oh the packaging what, what was in it okay so it, it came actually ice, that right? was the, the packaging wasn't that bad it, it was dry iced so it was still frozen and upon arrival insulation made out of like yeah but i mean it was all like environmentally friendly yeah. you can like it was like actually i think the packaging for the amount that they put into it like for the ideas that they put into it was like super environmentally friendly like the the little bean styrofoam bean peanuts. things were actually like yeah peanuts were were actually like you could pour water on them and they disintegrated oh, yeah, like yeah which was i think it was actually really um, cool considering some of these things like get mm -hmm packaged in these ridiculous boxes that you just feel like you're adding to the land i just yeah, think this happens to me all the time is there's this illusion of like oh i'm ordering direct so i'm getting a good deal but at the end of the day butcher box is just like a grocery store like there's still a middleman right? yeah 
and it's you're not you're not really getting that great of a deal you're just you're paying for convenience yes right yes it's you're paying you're, for convenience you're paying for quality but when you they the assumption in your head that there may be that there should be more coming with it i think that's where you get yeah. you know when you go to the grocery store you shop for the deal like what's yeah. on what's on sale this week you know what i mean what can i put in my fridge that's on sale that's still really high quality well, when you're you getting it from the butcher box like you're not getting that you're getting uh, they're throwing a bunch of stuff in there but yeah. you're you, you're gonna pay the highest price for well, it well the type of people who would get butcher box aren't the people who shop for deals I yeah that that's why i said i said it's just not for us i i actually think that the idea is brilliant i just think that it was just not it's not for people in my price range. <laughs> um, and then maybe they needed to market that a little better. Got it. Yeah. Um, so I want to talk about YouTube. Um, I have the YouTube red. Neither of you do. Whenever nope. we look up a video, I'm always like, oh, my God, we have to look, sit so through like 30 seconds of ads. Over the last year, the ads have increased so much. And I noticed this about a year ago and I was like am I crazy or is there more ads and then I looked it up and it was yeah they're putting more ads in there because they want you to buy YouTube Red but there's almost no way to not um, engage with YouTube without YouTube Red I couldn't I couldn't do it if I'm looking up like a 10 second comedy clip I have to sit through a minute of ads like you're the videos you're watching on YouTube they were really long there for a minute they've a lot of them you can skip after five seconds. It'll be like a yeah, they've, but they've but no, it it adds up if you're like just looking at a bunch of short videos. I watch sure. YouTube for um, I, I mean I use it for music. I don't use like the Amazon Music or anything like that. Right. I use it to fall asleep for my ASMR videos. So if I have loud ads playing between ASMR, <laughs> thank you. Yeah, thanks. <laughs> I don't know if that will show up on the thing. Um, like I just can't have um <laughs> the um ads playing all the time especially because it's the same ads all over again like oh you watched a lisa yeah, eldridge video here's a lipstick ads. commercial political for the rest ads of during the yeah oh, political ads like, it's really. just funny the, al the algorithms think they know you i was getting like miller light ads for the last year straight i'm like i don't drink miller light <laughs> <laughs> like, oh, uh, <laughs> a man in his 20s he wants <laughs> yeah. a light beer i'm like no i like other beer <laughs> <laughs> I just couldn't. It's ten dollars a month, and I couldn't. I can't do without it at this point. I just use YouTube too much, especially because I'm watching a lot of um cereal. So if I'm watching um cereal, uh, no, it's like Emma Approved or the Kate Moreland Chronicles or these okay. cereals that are like a few minutes at a time. Then the next episode comes out. Got it. I can't go through these episodes and then also watch thirty mm. second ads from video to video. I just I feel like I'm already subscribed to enough. I'm like I didn't. I'm like, yeah, it's only 10 bucks more a month, but it's like, okay, like, where do I draw the line in the sand of how many subscriptions to get, right? It's only ever going to be another 10 bucks, but if you add them all together... It adds up. <laughs> it sure does. <laughs> Plus, I just... I'm, I'm offended. No, I hate... I hate this YouTube thing of, like, you know, when you're playing music and then you put your phone to sleep and it'll stop the music. But then when you come back, they're like, if you want to keep the music going, just subscribe to YouTube Red and you can play while your phone's asleep. And it's like, that's such a basic function. That you're prohibiting that you for no to, reason. Yeah. Like, 
I mean, well, they did it with oh, the they did it with like the because the, the music app that I use is iHeartRadio, and I don't know why it's just what I started using, um, because I didn't want to pay for Pandora, and at the time that I started using an app, it was that's what right. I did. And now even and that was like a free way of listening to whatever I wanted. And yeah. now and then they did the same thing where they oh, now you they? have to subscribe to to like mm-hmm. be able to skip songs and be able to do like certain things. Like Well that that I get this and Pandora did that always too, but the fact that I can't like I have to leave my screen on to keep the music on, it's just such a I mean, it's just such a basic function. So I'm like, yeah. I don't I'm not gonna pay for that. Like screw well, I just you. feel like everybody's just trying to make I mean, they got to make money off these apps. Well, I know it's tough, and royalties aren't cheap either yeah. for music, but it's, I mean. I-, I think the reason why we're making this podcast is I'm constantly being bombarded with subscribe to this, subscribe to that. Mm-hmm. That's where, like, economy is going. And like like you said, where do you, what do you prioritize? Right. Where do you, you know, put your foot down? So what do you guys think about Netflix? Um, I, I mean, still use it a lot, so that's a problem. Like I, I, I it use it. Well, it's not a problem. I'm just saying, like I could never, I couldn't at this point get rid of Netflix because I tend to find, I tend to watch either Netflix or my Amazon Prime. Mm-hmm. Right. Amazon Prime has more m- movies available. I feel like, but their search functions, but their search functions terrible, awful. Absolutely Unless it's awful. actually your app on your phone is actually really easy. Yeah, the app is fine, but, but is. when when you're on the computer, yeah, and like. First, you go and it's this really beautiful Amazon Prime videos, but the second you're like, more movies of this genre, it goes back to this just old school um, shopping mm-hmm. on Amazon.com yeah, style that's just so that's ugly. So and like, like, this is like the second highest valued company in the world. Like, this is the best design you can give me. Like, because when, when you look at like just shopping on Amazon, it's not. It's not like the greatest looking website. It's pretty primitive no. at this point. Yeah. It's like turning into Craigslist. It's just when Netflix. <laughs> it's quite that bad. <laughs> if I'm pumping all this money into Netflix, then stop. Back to my original point. Right. Stop turning out movies that aren't, that wouldn't qualify as a movie. You know? Right. That are yeah. just somebody in their backyard. Like. Well, yeah, the that, problem is, is that there's still somebody, there's still somebody watching it. So until really the people stru- the stop, the original movies are really kind of struggling with. Yeah. So, I, well, that is, doesn't that have something to do with the Disney thing? Isn't like Disney no, coming out with their own? No, no. Well, yes, they want to make as much original content as possible. I'm just saying the quality of it. Yeah. Like they, I think with the TV, the TV shows they pump out amazing stuff, but the movies, I don't know what. I mean, even that that Will Smith action movie they did. Oh my god, that was really bad. Right, the, right, the, the right. trailer looked good, and then we saw it. I'm like, what is this? It's just I like. That was embarrassing. I don't know why it's so hard to make like a decent movie because the, they make amazing TV shows. I'm like, why is it so much harder to make a movie? It's just like I think it has to do with the like I said before. I think it just has to do with the talent that's going to wit yeah. to you know where they're spending the money. I was working with a guy who. Um, before he was working where I was working, he did like the editing on mm. Netflix movies, and he's like, I literally could not do it anymore. My soul was disintegrating. Oh my god! Like I, I'm like, oh, what movies did you do? Maybe I've seen them. And he goes, No, I'm not gonna tell you. I hope you haven't seen any of these movies. I don't care that they're on Netflix. Like, <laughs> uh, it's just really sad. Right and. Yeah, I mean, what were you saying? Disney's going to launch their own streaming thing. Yeah, so I think they're trying to perfect. 
Time Warner AT&T is launching. I mean, there's only more subscription stuff being launched, but I do think Amazon and Netflix, because especially Netflix, they far and above have the most subscribers out of any video service. Yeah. Just because they were first, and it's just kind of, I mean, like, net. Well, they're like, the most innovative. Netflix and chill. Like, it's just, like, ingrained into your vocabulary at this point. Like, mm. I just don't think Netflix has anything to worry about, to worry about in the long term. I just yeah. I think it's just so ingrained at this point. I think people are going to eventually get exhausted of, like, I'm not subscribing to Netflix and Amazon and Disney. And, and Hulu. Like, and yeah, I mean, it's, you know, I, I think we're just, we're going to get more subscription services and then... You know, the economy It'll will tell you what's what's yeah. worth at the end of the day, and then we're going to go back down to, you know, the stuff. People yeah, like Hulu, watch. I didn't realize, was mostly shows. I could barely find any movies on there. There's, like, two movies on Hulu. Right. We recently got Hulu through our yeah, um, phone should, provider. Yeah, we like, stop our subscription. I feel like we haven't really been watching I've been I've been using it, but I can okay. I don't mind paying for it I've myself. been watching Shark Tank. Um, it's worth it for me. So. Well, Hulu has always been a show-based. Uh, I just didn't realize that. I was yeah, looking for no, movies always, on there, and I was like, what? It's always about <laughs> why. It's, it's a while they get something good, and they have like good documentaries, too, sometimes. Um, sorry, keep going. No, I mean, it's fine. I was just saying, like, they, that's always been what they... Right. That's been their it thing. Was, it was their... The niche was... Yeah. Oh, you don't want a cable subscription? Well, you can get this TV shows the next day yeah. without commercial. Yeah. yeah. So, I mean, that's the thing is you get all the, the stuff on regular TV if you don't want to pay for, you know, right. direct TV, which I, but I was that watching, I just never can. I think The Handmaid's Tale, which is a Hulu original, mm-hmm. I can't watch it anywhere else. Right. I get really into it and then I stop watching it because there's so many contradictions between yeah. their own lore and the book and I get <laughs> confused and I'm like, this doesn't make sense. Um. Yeah, but it's perfect because, like, great. I mean, the only TV show I watch that I care about watching immediately after it airs is Shark Tank. And it's like, I wouldn't want to pay a $70 cable subscription just to watch that one show. So to pay, like, 10 11 bucks a month. Yeah, no, that see, works. that's worth it. Yeah. yeah. Well, I think that's, in the end of the, at the end of the day, that's, like, the most important thing is, like, what you like. Like, that's the whole point with these subscriptions is that it's trying to kind of um, find everybody's niche you know what I mean and um, then that so they can go to that so they right. don't have to have the bigger broader mm-hmm. but I think um, it also exploits your interests so this ties into the makeup subscription boxes which I have never done mm-hmm. I think it's a form of addiction and gambling because <laughs> <laughs> it's, it's basically like buying Pokemon decks Okay. And then you open them I and you're gotcha. like, oh, there's not a holographic in here. Just going back to my youth and you're like, I just spent 10 mark on like, it's like way back in the day. On <laughs> like a Pokemon deck thing. So those subscription makeup boxes, you get random things each month and they're around $10. Right. And then there's more high quality ones where they will get you like name brands like, mm-hmm. you know, uh, Yves Saint Laurent, stuff right. like that. Um, it's it's random stuff that you get. You ask yourself, do I need another makeup bag? Do right. I need another lipstick that I'm never going to wear? <laughs> do I need like a sample of a mascara? And it's this, you could just go out and buy the things that you need and are out of. Right. But I think it's this idea of, oh, it's fun what's in there. And that's right. the gambling thing. That's the... Uh, it's like why people watch unboxing videos. It's, it's like, oh, I don't think it's healthy. I don't... I don't know. I think it's a waste of money. And I. That brings me to a great point. So, uh, 
looking into subscription stuff, I found some uh, amazing subscription services online that were, I don't know why they're in, how they're in business. It was just the most yeah. useless crap, and I will go through some of them now. <laughs> there was one called Ivory Clasp, which for $45 a month sends you a new purse every single month. A brandless purse. Yeah, I think it's I, yeah. Yeah, I think it's we brandless. Looked it up. Yeah. You oh, don't yeah, need a right. new bag every month. Nobody yeah, needs but, a new but bag. That's, every you guys month. are. That's the whole point. Is like it's it's an addiction. Like it it's that's that I one just person's the people thing. People who subscribe to this and they just have a room full of purses after two years. Right? Yeah, well, <laughs> I mean, people have that anyway. That's the thing. Either they do that at the now, store. The way you treat your purses, Stacy. I could see that being good for you. You just have a fresh purse every time. Stacy mm -hmm. like abuses. It's just I have one purse and I use it every day and it carries Anyways, everything. There was one called Gen the Gentleman Collection, which for fifteen dollars a month sent you a new pair of funky socks every month. No, hold on, it wasn't like pairs of socks. It was <laughs> one single pair of socks for fifteen dollars a month. Like really, that's so expensive socks. <laughs> They're made of gold thread. <laughs> there was the uh, macaroon of the month club which for 51 dollars you get 12 macaroons 12 macaroons for 50 dollars what are these macaroons made of i mean they're like handmade they're supposedly amazing but i still. don't care <laughs> i wouldn't spend 50 macaroons bucks on <laughs> are the french sandwiches right yeah yeah yeah, yeah, yeah not and macarons like the... are the coconut yeah, I can like never the remember. Buy, like, the one has store. two O's and one has one O, and I can Macaroon. never remember which it's just is like which. a little sandwich cookie thing. Yeah. Um, but it was another one. There was oh, this one was my favorite. It was called I never heard of this Bell Box, which for ten to twenty dollars a month sent you one new candle, and it was like a fancy candle, but you get one of them. <laughs> like twenty dollars for one candle. <laughs> I just, I went down a rabbit hole of just useless. I just went, best subscription boxes. And there was countless articles of like, these are a hundred favorite subscription boxes. Like and because this person ones. just has to write this article to keep their job at BuzzFeed or whatever, they would just collect the list of just all these subscription boxes. Like, well, I think this, this person doesn't believe that these are the hundred best. They're just like, I got to write this article in two hours. Let me get all these subscription boxes. Well, I think it's hilarious that, that, that you're, that you... All of these have been on Shark Tank. <laughs> no, they have not. A lot of them. There's like a, no, so many. Not. There's like at least None two of those subscriptions. Ivory Claps is not on Shark Tank. I'm get not saying all of them, but I'm saying and the, not all of them get money either. But I'm just saying like there's a, like that's the thing right now is to start a subscription. There's like a vitamin one. They don't have yeah. any subscription ones on Shark Tank. Every once in a while they do. No. I feel like maybe one a show at least. No, they, who watches more Shark Tank? You or I? Don't you. lecture me on Shark Tank. <laughs> you. We're gonna have to cut that out. They're yeah. coming after you to get the <laughs> use that song. Oh snap! <laughs> um, yeah, that was just some of the favorites I found. Um, um, right, but I think. We can make fun of this all we want, but if we want to dive deep into it and look at it from a commercialism and consumerism point of view. Well, I think that with the makeup thing, like I, I kind of have a different viewpoint on that. I think that a lot of women don't want to go and like try random products. So they like have to have somebody send you something that you've never tried before so that you can find something that you like. Especially, okay, what if you live in an area? I mean, we're spoiled. We live in we're, LA. Yeah, we There's live in LA. Choice, right? So you live in an area... 
and maybe the only makeup store around is Sephora, which I know you love going into, Tubby. Right? But I hate so that, that store. <laughs> that joke, Tubby doesn't like going. <laughs> so, like, if that's your it's only okay. choice, then maybe, you know. I no, I can't. I can't go with you on that because you can get free samples at Sephora. They will sample you out whatever you want. Okay. You don't have to pay for it. Um, if I'm curious about a product, you can go on Sephora or some different um, stores and read all the reviews. Is this yeah, but, appropriate for my skin tone? Yeah, but that's the thing. is like some people don't want to put all that work in it. They just want something right. to come on their doorstep so that they can right, try out a new product. money into something that I just, yeah, I just don't get well, it. And, and my point is, is that like for you, it's more efficient for you to go and look it up. For them, it's like they'd rather spend the $10 and have somebody else do the work and they just get to try the product. And if they don't like it, that was worth it. That was, it's like a time thing. Like your time, you value your time as they value their time differently than you do. Do you know what I'm saying? Like, yeah, but it's like a perspective, like, ooh, I get a new treat and see if I like a new product. And if I do, I can go start purchasing it versus you who's going to go and read the reviews like some people don't want to sit there and look at it but don't you have like a responsibility to the environment too do you need a new plastic makeup bag that these come in every month do you need like you're never going to use like all these products there's a review for every single product on youtube of somebody reviewing it using yeah, but it like, like i said it's, I, some kind people like are not a video subscription to a bunch of movies that you're never going to watch what are you doing? No, yeah, but I think joke, so. I think it's a little bit I think it's a little bit more nefarious with things like buying a new handbag every I don't know. I think these a lot of these companies are out to get your money and I think we have oh, yeah. to really well, look at I mean, I don't have a subscription to um what's the one I use bare essential bare, bare minerals. Bare minerals right? yeah. Um I don't have an a, a subscription with them, but I order my makeup through them and like they send me a ton of free stuff. Like yeah, just to try good. it out, which I think is amazing cuz I get to try out some new product. Right. So I kind of see where but I'm not spending any extra money. Like I'm literally yeah. The, the Sephora point system, where you have to like rack up the points, and then you get like a little oh. plastic pouch of like a new foundation you're, you're never you're gonna, gonna open. And I'm like, you should be sending this to me for free. Yeah, I should not be racking up these points for random crap. That, well, that's like, why I, I don't like, need. Like, yeah, stop insulting me. But some people, that's like the ooh, it's all about the deal. Like my dad is one of those people. Like if he oh sees a deal God, on something, yeah. he has to get it. Or if there's like some kind of points and you get something for yeah, free, it's, it's like just, his way of beating the what he system. Did last summer, there was some street vendor selling oranges at a huge discount, and he got oh, like. Yeah. 20 pounds, pounds of, of oranges, oranges and just like started like, like making orange bucks. juice yeah and it wasn't your dad isn't obsessed with oranges it was just like oh it's a good deal no, so yeah no these oranges. i don't think you know how many times he comes home with like shirts that somebody has stopped oh, yeah, by a shop to um sell and they're like two dollars a shirt so he buys like 10 of them then he comes over and tries to give them to my kids and my kids are like i don't well, I, I don't want that shirt. I don't want that shirt. That's really not like something I would ever wear. Yeah, that's definitely something people do though, right? Yeah, it's Buying like a, something to get yeah, the but deal. The deal. It's like a psychological yeah. thing well, about getting a deal. There's legitimate ramifications for that, especially if, if you watch hoarders or people on that who just, you right. know, they think they're, I don't know. I just, I think this is just a shout out and like a, my little sermon on, you know, value, what we attribute value to and just taking a look at I'm trying to move in like a year and it's going to be a really big overseas move 
and I'm already panicking about everything I own. I haven't really bought anything new because I'm like, this is going to have to come with me. I'm going to have to pay right. thousands of dollars um, for this to come with me. So I've really looked like we're not doing Christmas presents this year because partially it's also like stressing me out to own more things. And I think, I don't know, I think it's just important to not fall into these traps that, because uh, this is geared towards people who already don't have a lot of money, yeah. you know, and I think it's just part of taking your power back and being like, do I really need a new pleather purse like every day of my life? Or do I want to go to that vacation to Florence? You know, like it's. Uh, or donate that money to a charity. Yeah, I mean, like for Christmas this year, I mean, I don't. Stacy, you you and I haven't really talked about. It. I mean, maybe we'll get each other one or two things, but it's. I'm also at a point where I'm just like, I don't, like, I don't need more crap. Like, I kind of have everything I need. Like, I don't, and everything above that is just a luxury. Like, yeah, I'd love to have an espresso machine, but it's like, I don't need it. You know. Well, I think I think that in press. I think that in the United States, like alone, like we're just really consumer driven. And I think that it's it's gotten to a point where it's a little excessive, which is why you see I think you're seeing a lot more people come out with like ways to like trim down or like mm -hmm. um, go to a more simple thing. And there's a lot of that direction starting to come. But we're because of that, you're going to get the opposite effect where these people are still trying to like fight to feed the addiction where you're getting all these consumer driven things to like try and fight the more simple lifestyle. You mm -hmm. know what I mean? And um, I mean, even down to like the small houses, you know what I mean? So. I mean, what was in that, we got a Bed Bath & Beyond calendar, I mean, not calendar, just, you know, hamper Brochure. Brochure. Yeah. Like, here's what's on sale. One of them, I swear to God, it was like this little gun for a kid that you can put a marshmallow in and it launches the marshmallow. And it's like, that's do we, disgusting. Do we really need this? Like, Are you going to eat That's the not like a new thing. You guys realize that, right? Like. like <laughs> just so it's a kind but of thing i think that, that was more ridiculous buy. to have that poop box you know that carried two things of toilet paper oh, i mean it was just it, craftsman yeah box. yeah <laughs> i mean it's really funny saying, but it's kind of like a marshmallow gun that's, that's just something you're gonna buy for your kid they're gonna use it for two days and then it's gonna get tossed and it's mm -hmm. just like i don't know do we really need all this crap a marshmallow gun <laughs> Here, some people wanna, feel I'll, like I'll they need marshmallows it marshmallows and just throw them at you i don't need a gun for that <laughs> um just to kind of switch it and talk about a subscription that's been actually really positive i think is a dollar shave one dollar shave club baby I, no i love that one yeah i, I just hate their packaging why because it's excessive is it yeah, I mean, all I get oh, yeah. from them is their little tiny razors, like and it comes in a envelope. box, like, mm. the size of, yeah. a, like, a book, and the the actual thing is, like, smaller than, it's, like, half my cell right, phone. but you gotta realize a lot of people, because they have so much more stuff than razors now, so I think they just, that's their smallest thing. Yeah, but then put it in a like smaller box. Yeah, but then that's just even more boxes that they have to store away in their warehouse to use for there's so no money. way that they they put more yeah, stuff in that box it's, it's like specifically really designed so. for for the razors mm -hmm. and that's what i was so impressed with the only thing i was impressed with with the butcher box thing was that their packaging i was like this is this is brilliant you mm -hmm. know what i mean but it, you know at least everything was recyclable but i I, mm -hmm. I that's the only thing i always feel guilty every time i open their their thing yeah. up. but in terms of cost and getting what you need and only getting what you need I, they do a great job Hmm. I had to stop it because my um 
I just have too many razors. I just don't use that many razors. Wait, no, you can do it every. Yeah, I was doing that, really? and I still have a use million a, razors. Just use a new razor every week. You're supposed to I use a new know. razor every yeah, week. Yeah, but I'd only shave like once a week, and That's then fine. I'm going to throw it out after a week. Oh, I'm I sure. shave every day, so I... <laughs> shave the cat or something. <laughs> <laughs> um, but now you can buy the um, handles on there, and before you couldn't, and right. I did not know that, so I emailed them. They got back to me right away. Oh, I was yeah, like, I can't best. find the handle. I, I broke mine. They sent me a new one without cost. They're like, oh, it's yeah. in the mail. Like, oh, they're, they're really on top of it. Their um, shaving butter mm, is... Dr. Mm-hmm. Carby's shave butter. Mm-hmm. It's actually one of the only products that are feel more natural, not like super chemical on my skin. Mm. And you can use it in like intimate areas and it won't burn mm. your skin off. Burn your genitals off. So, um, <laughs> yeah, I really recommend that one. Yeah, and now they have different the blades too and things, which I don't even know. Blades, but. and they also, I mean, they're you can get hair products now. Yeah, they have, bath stuff. Uh, they I have think like so, so many toiletries. And I actually one of the notes I made here. I wish they had even. I wish it was, and maybe this is where they're going. But if it was just a one-stop shop for toiletries, like give me some Dollar Shave Club toilet paper, you know, like. If I could just buy everything for my... Because they're selling toothbrushes, toothpaste. Mm-hmm. Just do a few more things and just have that be like my bathroom one-stop shop. I think that But now you can buy them individually even if you don't have a subscription, which I really appreciate. Right. Cause sometimes I just need that shape butter. Yeah. You know, I don't need anything else. So. Because I feel like so, so many of these subscription services are just so specialized. I wish they were kind of just grouped together a little more. Like butcher box is only meat, right? Well, how about something where it's like essential? So it's like meat and butter and eggs and milk, like just essential. Well, I mean the brandless that brandless brand was another yeah. one of those subscriptions that we tried, but it just wasn't. It was okay. I mean, wasn't that? No, it was just it's a it convenience thing. It was the same price as Trader Joe's, and the but the side the box sizes were a little smaller. So terrible mm. toilet paper, awful. <laughs> <laughs> but it was made from sugar cane, so it was like supposed to be more environmentally friendly. Sweet, yeah, <laughs> exactly. Sorry, just really loud. Um, just really quick on the um, just to finish off the Dollar Shave thing, they send you the little like toilet minutes or whatever. They have like a little oh, pamphlet, hilarious. and they always feature um not just men and they feature people of different genders, mm-hmm. and then their models are different body types too. And I always feel really good about it when I. Makes me feel good. Yay. Yeah, that's they they've always they've crushed it since they started. I just I remember subscribing to them so long ago when they first started because they had this viral these viral YouTube videos to get the company off the ground. Oh mm-hmm. yeah, that was which funny. the founder made and yeah. he was just hilarious. And I just I remember subscribing like and I mean that was like eight, almost ten years ago maybe. They've been around for a while now. Yeah. And they were like one of the pioneers of this whole subscription thing. Um, but yeah, they've always just had great customer service, just good products, and they're crushing it. And I mean, and even like now, Gillette has know, yeah, they got it because they that. just mm-hmm. Dollar Shave Club took so much market share from them because it was it was getting ridiculous where it's like these Gillette razor blades were like thirty forty dollar replacement cartridges. I'm like, get out of here, dude. Yeah, no, I've you, saved so you much guys money are since these I for like ten cents a pop. Yeah. Stop it. Um, 
some other ones. <laughs> oh god, here we <laughs> go. These are common from um we did brandless. Oh, there's one I tried out dollar. It's it was like a clothing take on Dollar Shave Club. It was called Dollar Tea. I just tried it out last month. I just got one t it was supposed to be like high quality t-shirts for only a few bucks. I'm like, okay. Why order a bunch of stuff here? And they like underwear and just like men's essentials, right? Mm -hmm. I'm like, let me just try it. Let me order one t-shirt and see if it's any good. It was like premium cotton, it's pre-washed, so it doesn't shrink in the wash and was blah blah it blah. Fair trade? I, I don't think it was mm -hmm. just shy of that. And so I get this t shirt, I get a large, but larges usually fit me, and it was First, it feels really soft. I'm like, oh, it's a nice t-shirt. And then I put it in the wash, which we I wash it on cold. I put it in the dryer on delicate, like I do with all my stuff. And the t-shirt literally shrunk to where it was like above my belly button. And I'm like, it's obviously not free wash. I don't know why you're not wearing it right now. <laughs> I was like, oh, garbage. I didn't order anything else from them. <laughs> You should have posted a review with you wearing it. Like, that's great. Oh, I still have the t-shirt. <laughs> oh, maybe I threw it away. I don't remember. Oh, uh, before and after, I should have. I could have gone viral. Oh, my God. Um, What else? Oh, there was... I tried this last year. You remember it was called 5-4 Club, which they've, they've rebranded their self. But it was, a, it was one of these... It was a subscription box, like the makeup thing, but for clothes. And so it's just random clothes every month and like none of it ever fit me. I did it for like three months. I'm like, screw this. These clothes. First of all, they all like super hipster, looked super like just way too trendy. And yeah, I know. They, they, they have a lot. They these petite guys. They have a lot of those Nothing clothing. And I'm me. not going to lie. I have like been interested in like trying one of them out just for the, the benefit. But yeah. you had such a bad experience. I have like <laughs> won't even go near them because of it. But I think it's interesting to like get a little surprise every month well i hate well i'm against that i well, hate going to the mall so it was like oh like i'll just get these clothes in the mail it'll be great but didn't really work out no. the way it ends up being more of a hassle than just going to the mall but the other problem is like i i've done like the like you you can't return it it's too hard to like return yeah. anything and then some of them won't even let you return them mm. so it's like then you're stuck with the whole that that's oh, yeah, the with, part that that i don't like club, yeah, let me return, return anything yeah. so i know there's better ones out there that were like let you will shape you a box and then give you the return stuff so you can like look at what they gave and then just keep what you want and yeah. then send the rest back which i think is way smarter but it's still like environmentally it's not like the best because you're still like wasting all yeah. this packaging um plus what then you got to go like to the post office Ship the, I mean, it, it ends up being, it seems easy in your head, but then the whole process ends up being. I don't know. I think anyway. anything with clothes online is just dangerous. Like, as much as I wish that I could, but like, I don't know. I've been trying to get a pair of overalls. <laughs> oh, the saga. The saga. I've been trying to get a pair of overalls for like. I don't know, three months now. And How then, many like, have you ordered? I ordered, you ordered. I ordered one, which you gave to your daughter. Yeah, because it, it was just you. like the wrong. It just. It, and then I ordered another like one. An extra large. And, and I go, no, at first I ordered a, a large. And because the last one didn't fit. So I ordered another one, the next size. It wasn't the next size up, but it was a different brand, too. Um, but it was from a clothing company, which I didn't realize was like in China. Yeah, so like everybody's like really tiny. tiny. Well, I'm not tiny. Okay. I am. I am. You got a big butt. I got a big butt. And, um, sorry. And, um, uh, I'm muscular and I, yeah, it, it three times they yeah, had to send I'm me new ones and I still, 
Like none of them like fit my butt. I'm like, what are these? Where are these people? What do they look like? Like no body shape. So the whole idea of buying things online, I think I've given up on that. I'm not muscular, and Stacy tried to pawn off one of these overalls on me, and I'm like, they don't fit over my body. Yeah, it's like not okay how skinny you. And this, by the last time that I got it, it was like an extra large. I am a size six. Okay. Yeah. You I'm not a big yeah. girl. I'm like, I just am a little shapely, but extra large and Sizes it still are... did not fit my ass. So yeah, this whole Sizes buying online true. is just like not okay. Unless you know the brand and you've worn their clothing before. Be careful. Um, Can we talk about unboxing videos? Yes. Okay. Okay. Fun fact. Did you know? So Forbes now, Forbes always makes these lists of like, you know, riches, YouTubers. billionaires. And so now that everyone's making money on YouTube, they, they started making a list over the last few years of who, what people make the most money on YouTube. So they just released the list for 2018. The number one person making money on YouTube is this seven-year-old boy, Ryan, oh who makes unboxing videos, and he makes like $25 million a year. He's seven How? years old. Because because the because kids so many kids watch it that um they have so like the views. kids the the toys are actually asking him to review their products. Yeah. So, right. Yeah. I don't. Does somebody have statistics on this? What happens psychologically when somebody opens a box and everybody is like suddenly mesmerized and wants to watch that? I don't know. It, it's really weird. I don't I, I find understand. Because so, sometimes I look up reviews for stuff and it's like the video will pop up. I click on and it. It's not a review. It just it's ends just up being a, unboxing. them opening the I'm box. Like, this is so boring. I don't understand. Yeah, I don't really understand the whole unboxing thing. I was telling Stacy that that poor Ryan kid. No kid that young should make that much money. It's like he's going to be the next Macaulay Culkin or something. Well, hopefully he's just gonna be he'll psychologically like messed put it up. all away. In well, the... hopefully his parents. Yeah. yeah. God <laughs> no, dude. Money does weird things to families. God knows what they're doing. Because they so, got like, so they're, I think they're homeschooling him. Well, I mean, like, look, can parents, we just talk about the fact that what parent like sits there and like films like. Well, they got a whole production up to where I think the parents, I don't even know if they they only work in part time or one of them quit their job. To, they they make a video every single day and they have like oh a whole gosh. studio product. Like it's, it's like serious business. I mean, it's crazy. No, I need to watch. Yeah, but I want videos. you to talk about like who would put their kid like. Who would think I'm going to make money off my? Well, I guess that's like a common thing, actually. Well, no, they. I don't. It was just they. They made a video and it randomly blew up, and they're like, "Well, let's just make some more of these." And it if just the kid likes going. doing it, yeah, I, I guess if the kid likes to do it, I mean, it's you got the whole family financially set. Making I just can't imagine any videos. kid that like wants to like do the same thing every day. Yeah, like, right? that's, I, I, that's the part that I have a problem with. Like, toys, I don't know. yeah, but. Until I'm just saying, like, yeah, I'm just saying, like, it's not like a <laughs> normal behavior for a kid to be like, oh, I want to do the same thing the same, every day. Yeah. Like, some kids, mm. they wake up and they're not in a well, good no, mood and they I don't want to do then, it. You know, then you have kids leaving, you know, comments and stuff, and he like interacts with the kids. Like, he's part of this whole kid world, right? So I don't know if that's the draw for him that he's I don't like, know. well, I thought the king of toys. <laughs> I didn't know that this was a okay be, because I watch a lot of ASMR. Which is things, if you don't know what ASMR is, it's kind of blown up lately and people are more familiar with it. Um, but it's just um, people performing actions and videos that are supposed to put you to sleep. So it helps. Really quietly. Um, pronouncing everything. 
very clearly. You're gonna die. You should start a channel. Oh my God. Um, I would drive myself crazy. <laughs> but the, they have unboxing or unwrapping things in that, but it's about the crinkling sounds, and it's not about the thing that's in the box. Yeah. Like, it's just sounds. Little crinkle sounds. Sorry. <laughs> <laughs> You're really into this. <laughs> I just um, find it so ridiculous. But it's just things that put you to sleep, and then I didn't realize that people were un unboxing things in a non-ASMR way of just showing you what the box is like and that's why i oh, yeah. cannot follow it but my buddy johnny he has an unboxing channel it's called unboxer briefs um he does it with his friend he they're on hiatus right now because his friend's having a um they're having a baby um unbox the baby so if you want to check out unboxer briefs on youtube i don't understand how they can afford all these toys that they buy at conventions and unbox mm. like iron man or whatnot um, but Johnny just uses it as like a comedy outlet and he puts in all these different edits and jokes and graphics and I only watch it because it's absolutely hilarious. Awesome. So, um, but if you don't have the comedy aspect, then I don't like, I don't care about the right. Sailor Moon figurine. I just care about the right. jokes. Like I don't, I just don't understand. <laughs> I don't get it. <laughs> Just baffled. I don't know how we got out on unboxing videos. I brought it up. I had to talk about it. <laughs> obviously on your mind. Yeah, there's big business, man. Maybe, you know, you should start. Is there such thing as ASMR unboxing? Did you say there was? Yeah, that's what I. Right? That's, that's where okay. it started that's from. A, I don't know. Oh, that's, where, that's how she that found ASMR out. Started? No, I don't, I don't know, know that. that that's okay. where the unboxing started. Huh. But the ASMR unboxing isn't about the unboxing. It's just people right. touching cardboard and touching Weird. like oh, oh, they're not even bubble wrap products. They are, but it's okay. not. Nobody cares what's inside the box. <laughs> You're asleep by that point. <laughs> That's ridiculous. Um, what else? And that was everything on my list. Yeah, me too. Pretty much. Oh, fun fact. In 2016, there were over 2,000 subscription services. Oh, wow. I'm going to go ahead and guess that number has only grown. Oh, I yes. I thought you were going to say I'm going to go and list them all. No, right I, I don't even know where. <laughs> it should be like a website with all subscriptions. Maybe there is. Like, how do you keep track of that many subscription services? It's a competitive business at this point. Pretty much, yeah. Because like when Dollar Save Club came along eight, ten years ago, it was like nothing. Yeah. And now it's everyone's doing subscription. I just want to end with something I recently heard on the Dear Prudence um, Advice podcast, and that is don't confuse self-care with self-indulgence. Something may feel really good <laughs> at the time <laughs> buying it. I like that. I like that <laughs> saying. Uh, but does it really take care of you, you know, physically, mentally, emotionally, mm -hmm. financially? That's it. Financially is the big one for me. I, mean, I spent so much money on crap. And most of my well-being is around how much money I have. And I think oh, the saying matters, of yeah. money doesn't buy happiness is garbage. I don't know who invented it. No, they Probably did a whole study. It goes person. money buys happiness up to a certain point. Basically, what is it? I forget. It was like 100000 bucks a year or something. Basically to a point where you can 
It's we the comfort. You don't have to worry about any bill collectors. You have a little bit on the side. Above that, money doesn't buy you any extra yeah. happiness. Money does yeah, buy no, happiness. It, it's, it buys comfort is what it buys. And there's a right. certain amount of yeah. comfort that is needed for, for that. Ha- for also, like, if your child needs cancer treatments, money will buy you <laughs> happiness because your child will be alive. I like went through this phase like a long time ago where I was like, money doesn't matter. And like, it, it's not, you shouldn't focus on it. It's not the key to have. It's like, no, it's a very real part of life. Like, yeah. no, it. Yeah, it shouldn't be the end-all be-all, but it's, yeah, it matters. <laughs> if you don't have money, it sucks. Um, So stop buying so much crap and save your money, okay? And ending on that note, <laughs> um, you can find us on Instagram or the Twitter. I'm back to my Swedish accent. Um, Hey, if Twitter. you check us out on Instagram or yeah. YouTube, if you watch our videos on YouTube, um. You can always see we make a new picture for every podcast <laughs> where we paste really our dumb faces over like every time we do it, we crack up. It's always funny to us. Um, we so crack ourselves it up. It's yeah. really just for our enjoyment. Yeah. I think. <laughs> <laughs> um, but you can find us on Instagram and Twitter at Modern Life Pod. You can email us modernlifepod at gmail.com. If you want to support the show, in the podcast description below, there is a uh, tip jar link so we can, you know, get better equipment and uh, all that jazz. And all that jazz. All that jazz. Um, but yeah, we'd love to hear from you guys. If there's something you want to, you want us to talk about, you know, hit us up on Instagram, Twitter, or email. We'll be looking out for that. Um, and then we do have a podcast coming up this Sunday as well. And we'll see you guys soon. Bye.